All right. Hello. Okay. You welcome? Bye. You welcoming it? You welcome? You feel uncomfortable? You. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, guys. Welcome to episode 34 of the Devolution Podcast. Uh, very happy to be here. Clarissa was feeling a bit under the weather this day and uh, wasn't speaking so well. Her throat was having some issues. It was sore, specifically. And uh, so she decided to sit out on this episode. But I am joined here by uh, my brother, Mike. Hi. Hi. I am the brother Mike of which he speaks. I, that is him. And I'm really here. <laughs> he's, he's really, really here. He's my brother, from what I've been told. Yeah, man. Like, you know, we grew up together. We, you know, did yep. that whole thing. My mother he's is your, your mother. mother. That makes, makes us brothers, brothers, you know. <laughs> we'll stop there before we get arrested. <laughs> we'll stop there before we're canceled. Yeah. Um, hear the sirens. The sirens are coming for us. Uh, on this episode, we're talking about all things carry. Fucking, they're all gonna laugh at you! Except for that bad Europe song from the 80s that has nothing to do with carry. Oh shit, I don't even, what is that? It's on the final down, countdown album, it's a love ballad, it's hideous. How's it go? Sing it. I don't want to when I can't. Ah, oh, come on man, we love singing bad songs here. I don't remember, I don't remember. Oh, I just, I know it's there, and I know the it's club. absolutely all right. terrible, um... My fear is that no one is going to laugh at me. I want everyone to laugh at me. I, I want like a, you know... Well, I want them laughing, maybe not at me, but with yeah, me. For good reasons, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Not like because I like crap my pants and like can't find anything to, you know... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like any yeah. way to help myself, you know, I'm just like kind of floundering around crying and... Yeah. Surrounded by <laughs> laughing people, you know, <laughs> shitty pants. Like. And then I will burn them all down. But uh, I'm told people think the show is funny, but I just have to take their word for it because I can't hear anyone laughing. No. So you people should send me some audio of you laughing so that I can uh, feel better about myself. Yeah. yeah. We you should just add our own laughter at this point. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you like put some like Seinfeld on in the background or something. <laughs> That was a funny show, wasn't it? <laughs> People liked that show. Yeah, we'll just play episodes of Seinfeld on the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. What are we doing? We're working too hard. <laughs> We're working way too hard. <laughs> we had to watch some bad movies to get to this point. Oh, boy. Um. Now, yeah, like I said, we're talking about uh, all, all things carry, uh, all the different versions of it, including the book, three different film versions of the book, a musical, and the one random-ass sequel from 1999. Yeah. The Rage. The Rage. The Rage. So, oh, boy. Where oh do you boy. even start? Yep, where to start? <laughs> where to start? Well, we're going to start in 1974 when the book came out. By uh, the man himself, Stephen King. It was his first novel uh, under his real name. Yeah, it was his first published novel. Um, yeah, first published, yeah. Um, I think he got like a whopping like $2,000 for it or something. Oh, where, <laughs> really? At the time. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it, it sold so well. I mean, he did get, you know, royalties, and that was just on the first, you know, whatever, so many copies, and, it, you know, it just it totally surpassed everyone's expectations. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, it's yeah. uh, it was originally released on uh, April fifth, nineteen seventy four, with the first print run of thirty thousand copies. Oh, that's that's hefty. Yeah, that's a pretty good run for uh, nineteen seventy four. Ten, we had ten copies, handmade. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'd be operating. You know? <laughs> um, 
it revol- the story revolves around a girl, uh, Carrie White, who is a teenage girl uh, age 16, as she uh, experiences her first period um, in high school. And now, was that during the first period? Was Jim first period? Was Jim first period? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been her first period was during first period. Her um, first period might have been her second or third, though. Her first period might have been her second period. Answers. Oh, man, that's who plot holes. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of holes, they yeah, got to plug, plug it up. up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, uh, you know, she, she has an abusive, um, psychotic, religious mother who is a batshit crazy, uh, pushes religion on her very fiercely, uh, the fear of God and whatnot. And Margaret. Margaret White, that's her mother. And at school she is tormented by uh, most of, you know, the popular girls, uh, primarily Chris Harrington. 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 Yeah, a couple of those back in the day. A couple of those. A couple of Chris Harringtons. <laughs> they still um, want me. And, uh, you know, she has her uh, period in the locker room there. It's her first period, and uh, it's a traumatic experience for her, and she gets, you know, a, a bad uh, bully incident happens where the girls surround her, and they pelt her with can't tampons. You can't I'm surround a girl and ta- uh, pelt her with tampons anymore. happened with good old bullying like that. that yeah. Some, yeah. Good old, some good old hazing. Yeah. Um, but one uh, girl in particular, Sue Snell, she feels really uh, upset about the whole incident and the fact that they've actually kind of been total Sue shitheads. Sue Snell. Sue Snell. Uh, they've been shitheads to carry their whole... glasses, nerd. <laughs> the whole uh, time they've been in uh, school and the whole time they've known her. And uh, the gym teacher who in the book and most of the movies is uh, Miss Desjardins. She has a, a weird love-hate uh, kind of feeling for Carrie. She really pities her in in the yeah. book. Ver- in the book version, it's much darker. She kind of she doesn't like Carrie at first. She's like this fucking like this yeah, fucking bitch. She like, feels like she's just moping around and yeah. just kind of you know like she just snap out of it. And you know a lot of people grow up you know, you know less than ideal situations. Wasn't yeah. she like kind of like an abused out? You know they don't get much into too. her uh, story really. I think she talks maybe maybe I'm thinking of the movie where she was like, you know, I wasn't you know, I don't know she talked about how she was having fun on her first date where her feet were hurting or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, her uh, boyfriend uh, the Sounds car broke stupid. down and they walked to the prom and no shit. She totally just made up on the spot to make that bitch feel better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a great first prom. Nobody and died she at it. Railed out by like ten dudes in the Yeah, back. the whole hockey team, yeah. Yeah, she loved it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So anyway, following this uh, incident in the locker room, and Sue Snell feels bad uh, that Miss Desjardins kind of, um, in a way, starts to pity Carrie and feel for her. And um, along the way, it's almost prom time. And so as punishment for these uh, these incidences, the incidai, uh, <laughs> Chris is uh, ripped of her privileges uh, to go to the prom, which is a big deal for her, yeah. being you know the big popular bitch on the block. Imagine caring about that shit. Oh, imagine giving a shit. And for these bitches, it's all oh, their world's about to end. Oh yes. So Sue also feels like we said really terrible about the whole incident and asks her boyfriend, the charismatic Tommy Ross, He's the, got the uh, white. Fucking teeth. He's got the whitest teeth you ever done seen, especially in the uh, in the original movie there. Yeah. But in, yeah. in the book here, he's you know he's a um he's, he's a, the he's star a, of the high school football team. He's, he's all that. He's the big popular yeah, king you know, shit. You know, looks great. Yep. You know he's got like you know 
nice jawline. He's got a beautiful jawline. You know, like real good breeding stock. Like you'd want him to come in you. Yep, uh, <laughs> you want him to come deep, deep inside. <laughs> and so Tommy agrees, and he ends up asking Carrie to the prom, and she agrees to go to the prom. And once they get to the prom, uh, it's you mom know, don't like that though. No, no, no. Mama, mama is very uh, disapproving of everything along the way, including when Carrie comes home from the day of having her first period uh, during first period, and especially when she uh, says that she has been invited to prom and that she accepted and that she's going to go. And uh, you drags know, up some bad memories. For oh, it drags mom. up. It's a bad, bad time for Margaret. It's a bad time for the family. Really, I mean, she's going through tough times in her life. She's yeah, you know, she is. You know. Can't get anyone to look at her. You know, she doesn't want anyone to look at her. She's she, really confused. You know? Yeah, she she wants people to look at her, but no one will look at her. You know, so, she but she doesn't want it. She knows it's bad. Yep. It's oh like, man. You know, she remembers the you know whiskey on, you know Carrie's father's breath. And, oh, Ralph. Ralph is Carrie's to, like, dad. Get drunk yep. and take it up the ass. You know, and then yep. spend like <laughs> weeks feeling bad. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Who was taking it up the ass? Ralph? Carrie's mom. Carrie's mom. Okay. No, sometimes Rob. Ralph too. Sometimes. They swapped. Yeah. They 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 were switch. Yeah. Um. So Carrie, yeah, Margaret White is a sodomite. Okay, <laughs> Margaret White is a sodomite. There we Fact. go. Next. <laughs> Next. Any more brain busters? <laughs> These facts popping up on your screen. <laughs> yeah, this it's like pop up video on VH1. <laughs> So, anywho, they, uh, you know, once at the prom, it, the, the uh, big prank that uh, Chris and her boyfriend, Billy, have orchestrated is that they have gone to a farm, clubbed and slit the throat of a pig, drained the blood into uh, steel buckets, placed two buckets on uh, a beam in the gymnasium where the prom is to be held, right above the spots where the king and queen will stand. The election for uh, king and queen has been rigged the election was rigged was rigged we need to storm the fucking principal's office <laughs> and uh i'm wearing my horns and my like wool fucking my uh, sheepskin over my chest there like that guy yeah, at the yeah, capital yeah. um so anyhow the exactly. election is rigged like every election that's ever been held in the history unless of the trump world wins. yep yep unless trump won then it would it was still got a chance anyway. he still has a chance to win though my pillow guy said so yep the my pillow dude's cool um, so, Tommy and Carrie win, and they're standing there, and the hit shits the fan, my friends. The buckets are pulled, the blood splatters, one bucket of blood splatters all over Carrie, uh, disgracing her in front of the entire school. The other it's bucket... fucking gross. I mean, this is, like, this is disgusting, like, half-coagulating pig's blood that's been there overnight... Sitting in the hot lights up there. It yeah, it's not something you want to, I'm sure it stunk. Um, stink, stink, stunk. You know, I mean, I don't know if you've ever had the misfortune of being in, you know, a butcher shop or smelling pig's blood um, at any time, but it is, it stinks. It, it is uh, not a pleasant smell, so. <laughs> no, no, not um, at all. You know, get some of that on you, start gagging, and then you start puking, and the next person starts puking. That's what really probably happened. <laughs> Yeah, that's what really happened. Just everyone was throwing up. It's like, stand by me when everyone throws up. Exactly. At the, like at the that fair. Pie you know, um, there's a Stephen King connection right there. Yeah, look at that. Look, it all comes full circles. Yeah. Um, so the other bucket 
gets yanked down instead of tipping and just bashes Tommy upon the top of the head, uh, killing You'd him. You think a football player would have a stronger skull, but... Yeah, you know, well, they have the concussion issue, you know. Yeah, you got him just right. Yep, um, just right. It's one of those tragic, tragic things, you know. Yep, takes Tommy Cut down up. the prime of his life, never got to come inside her. Never, nope, a uh, few more, few hours away from coming inside of Carrie. Yeah. And, uh, but it did not happen. So seeing all of this, uh, you know, it just makes everyone in the crowd, uh, I like it, the way it's described in the book, they just didn't know what to do except for laugh. So the entire gymnasium, every all the teachers, yeah. every, all the students, I mean, certainly been in those situations. start just laughing hysterically. And Once a person starts laughing, it doesn't even matter what you're laughing at, you just go yeah, yeah. with it. Yeah. And then Carrie tries to leave the gym and she falls down, causing everyone to just laugh even harder. And so she finally gets outside. And she decides, she, I'm fucking out of here. Fuck these people. F screw you guys. I'm going home. Yeah, yeah. And then she goes, no, 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 no. Fuck you. So she turns <laughs> she turns around and goes back. She and at this point, bathroom. yeah, she had to take a shit. <laughs> and at this point, some people are trying I to. you go take a shit in the middle of the. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, it's just one of those ones that won't go away. I'll like, just let it can't slide, be man. Yeah, I mean, just at let that it point, slide. Yeah. Um, the electric slide. <laughs> the electric slide. So she uh, slams the door shut because people are trying to leave the prom at this point. And there's they no reentry. There's no strict no reentry. It's like the Palladium in 2007. Yeah. You are not getting back in. Uh, Tyler knows about that. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone's, everyone's been there. So she fucking starts sending shit flying all around the gymnasium, uh, brings down, uh, starts up some fires. Gets the sprinklers going, so everyone's soaked, yeah. and there's a good, solid uh, lining of water on the entire floor. And then she starts; she brings down the band's equipment. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, she electrocutes everyone alive. It's fucked up. The, the whole the electric like, slide, right there. The electric slide. Uh, the entire senior class, for the most part of this, and it, and faculty, you know, are is chaperones, yeah, are all electrocuted alive, and she just fucking walks away. And in the meantime, the school catches on fire. The <laughs> fire leads to the oil tanks in the school, and the entire school fucking explodes. Um, you end up... She walks down streets of uh, yeah. the, the town of Chamberlain, Maine. She's like, you know, kind of heading back home the slow way. She's going back, route. back home the slow way. She stops off at a church to pray for a little while, and she comes out, she explodes the church. Yeah, she's uh, enough of that shit. She sets the whole um, main... wafers out for her. There was no uh, wafers. She sets the entire gas main under it that runs under a few oh, yeah. of the main streets on fire. The main, main, under the, the main, main. The main, main, under the main, main. And, <laughs> that, and, man, and that shit blows up and it's just fucking chaos she gets back to her house her and her mom have it out oh, she, she ends you. up slowing down her mother's heart uh, just with her telekinetic powers uh, to a point where her mother dies she kills her by just slowing her heart she looks all at her and she's kind of like yeah mama yeah. yeah mama you're getting it now mama Good. slow mama yeah. takes out mama then, there's nothing sexy about that. There's nothing sexy about it. Oh, no. I'm sorry, I was wrong. <laughs> she wanders away to go. Uh, she has a feeling she needs to go to the place, the Cavalier, which is the roadhouse where her father uh, knocked up her mom, at, where he came home after drinking and knocked up her mother yeah. in the uh, vicious sex section the that butt. they had in the butt, the knock up in the butt. That's why it's kind of like Jesus. That's where the telekinesis comes in. Yep, from the butt sex. <laughs> and so. 
She gets down to the Cavalier, and there is Chris and Billy, the uh, perpetrators of this heinous prank. And they're trying to drive away in Billy's slick ride, and she fucks them up real good. Yeah. Real good. And that takes about the rest of her strength, because when when I said uh, back at her house when her mother and them, they got into it, that meant her mother also stabbed her a bunch of times. Yes, in the back. Yeah, before um, the, she slowed her heart to... So uh, she's, uh, yeah, she's in a lot of pain. Yes. She's bleeding profusely. Um, yep. She's probably dehydrated, you know, um... I mean, how how long was this? At? Is she still on her fucking rag? Like, is this? No, this is a couple of weeks later. Oh, okay, so uh, that uh, happened about three weeks she's before so, prom uh, night. She's got a clean clam at this point. Yeah, clean. But, oh no, um, clean clam. But so, you know, I mean, she's she's not doing well. You know, <laughs> no, not at uh, all. She's tired. You know, very like, tired. There's no did... wafers in the church. Like, she's hungry. She's peckish. She's hungry. It was. She didn't have time to really enjoy the snacks at the prom. No. So uh, she the was punch little... just kind of like soured. Yeah, and she was a little like nervous. That. Yeah, so. Then Sue comes across her, um, passed out in a ditch, and sort of communicates with her through uh, the telekinetic uh, connection that they seem to acquire. Telekinetic connection. connection. (laughs) And Carrie realizes that Sue had nothing to do with the prank and kind of absorbs her of of any punishments. Absorbs her. Absorbs her. (laughs) She absorbed her thoughts. This this turns into a different kind of horror movie. Yeah, it was was completely different. Carrie looks up and absorbs her. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like the blob meets the thing. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, you know, Carrie does kind of dies. Yeah. Because she was shanked out a bunch of times by her mother. A little A little, yep. And, uh, yeah. Now we will get into, so, well, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, basically so the book, right? I think we touched on the book pretty well there. That sounded good. Yeah, right? that's what happens in the book. That's what um, happens in the book. It's uh, right. you know, it's a quick read. All right, so the 1976 Brian D. Palma decided to uh, adapt this into a movie, oh, which yeah, seems yeah. quick. Only two years after the book came out, that the movie did. Yeah, that's a pretty yeah. uh, pretty um, quick turnaround for a flick, right there. Yeah. It um definitely definitely was um I know uh, at that point he wasn't quite quite Hollywood yet um he was kind of getting there yeah um you know he um and uh, he you know had been you know working you know in horror movies um he'd done a lot of suspense and horror movies and such as that so uh, he was very interested in you know doing Carrie um by this new up-and-coming author, you know, was kind of blowing up. And uh, he was working with, you know, a major Hollywood um, film company. Um, yeah, MGM. Yeah, um, even though they they did, they barely promoted the movie. I think he said he took, he paid out of his own pocket for um, ads for it in, like, People Magazine. Oh, really? Um, and the movie, they, they kind of just, you know, they were promoting all the, um, you know, big Hollywood love stories and, you know, feel-good movies that were coming out that year. Um, One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest. Um, you know, it was a little bit dark, but, you know, it was more of a Hollywood movie. Um, yeah. Definitely not as, you know, genre, you know, affiliated as um, Carrie, which was just a straight-up horror movie, you know, and a really, you know, kind of graphic one at that. Very effective. Um, so yeah. they kind of treated it as if it was, you know, like a Roger Corman flick coming in. They just... But it did surprisingly well. You know, they were expecting it to play, you know, at some you know, few theaters in the cities, you know, for two, three weeks. And it ended up uh, just, you know, breaking records and doing really good for them. So. Yeah. 
Uh, let's run down the cast real quick because, um, like we've mentioned, there are three adaptations of the book for film, and we will be discussing all of them. So Carrie in this one is played by Sissy Spacek. Margaret White, Carrie's mama, played by Piper Laurie, and she was actually uh, nominated for an Oscar for this role. Yeah. Uh, for Best Supporting Actress. Should have got it, damn it. Should have got it, goddamn. Who did get it? That's robbery. Uh, yeah, robbery, goddamn. Uh, Sue Snell, played by Amy Irving. Mm. Chris was played by Nancy Allen. Nancy Allen. Yeah, goddamn girl. Uh, Tommy William Cat, Miss Collins, which is Miss Desjardins in every other version. Okay. But her name's Miss Collins, and uh, the gym teacher in the... Yeah, DePaul must have been fucking Miss Collins. Yeah, must have been a little... Uh, that's played by Betty Buckley. Ooh. Uh, and then <laughs> Billy, uh, of course, John Travolta, Johnny yeah. T. That was his Johnny first T. movie, right? I'm not sure if it was his first, but his yeah, could have been, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure, but... And then, of course, worth mentioning, Norma, uh, played by PJ Souls. Yes. Who's uh, Riff Randall in Rock and Roll High School. Oh, yeah. And she's also in uh, the original Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Love some PJ Souls. Yeah, she's a great, great one there. Yeah. Now, I feel this version, uh, it's definitely my favorite version of, of oh, all of the by, films. By far. Um, I mean, it's just, it, it feels like, you know, a completed original movie. Um, obviously, it's based on, you know, source material, but... It doesn't feel contrived. It was, um, you know, very. It was original for the time, um, and it was being made by a guy who was very original um, with his filmmaking, and he was doing his own thing with it very much. Whereas later versions suffer from, you know, their remakes, and they, they have, borrow too much from this, and uh, you, know. They, you know, and they, um, you know, just the way it works, you know. Um, the directors are not going to be given, you know, total freedom. No way. They're going to be, you know, wanted to give something recognizable, you know? Yeah. Not rewrite the, you know, reinvent the wheel here. But um, the De Palma one is a standalone, absolute. It's, it's a masterpiece, really. Um, His, I mean, just some of those shots that he set up himself and are, like, single shots of these impossible angles, like, you know, the steady cam had just uh, kind of come into use, and he was getting... Oh yeah, new, he was loving that on this. Oh movie, yeah, he was sure. getting you know yeah. new um you know new cameras and new uh you know techniques to be able to use. And, I mean, so he would just have single shots that would seriously take you know a day to set up and shoot, and no one would have any idea what he was doing. Yeah. Um, you know, and he would kind of would just not you know he would just wing it and just keep going and yeah be like just trust me and then it would come out you know and they'd be like wow that's what you were doing you know like yeah cool um. <clears throat> Really neat shit. Hell yeah. So some uh, differences from the book to this movie, I would say, are uh, the way... Let's see, starting towards the beginning. Uh, you don't see... In the book, there's a night... Um, they refer back to a point where Carrie was peeping on her neighbor wearing a bikini. <laughs> or more or less, she was just looking at, the, at her neighbor, you know, and... and <clears throat> Margaret comes out and throws a fit and throws her in the uh into a closet makes her pray and she does uh she, Carrie summons a hailstorm of stones from outer space or something. Yeah. And um, that's pretty cool. And th there's no mention of that in this version. No, they cut all that uh, yeah. out. They they leave it more of as a you're just kind of thrust right into the story. Yeah. Um 
you know, from a contemporary at the time, you know, perspective, they don't really do any flashbacks or anything. Nope. It kind of develops right there when, you know, comes on with her period, um, you know, yep. her, uh, you know, fruition into, you know, womanhood. And... Yeah. So, of course, this begins with the, the classic scene of all the girls in the locker room. They're all washing, uh, there's Sissy Spacek as Carrie, uh, scrubbing her, her body after gym class. And she begins to tits. the freckle tits, and she begins soaping, them up. soaping up the freckle tits, and, and get she that be, gym sweat off. She too. she begins to uh, have her period, and she runs panicking out of the out of the uh, shower stall, and starts grabbing at the girls with her bloody hands and yelling, and they all laugh at her, and they corner her in the shower, throwing the uh, they raid the tampon machine. They just throwing everything at her, throwing everything towels, at her. tampons, yep. Pads, underwear, um, yeah. and they're yelling, "Plug it up, plug it up, plug it up!" And you know she is obviously horrified. Um, you know whether or not they understand why or how. Um, you know something's not right, and she's obviously in fear for her life and begging for help. And they all just continue to, you know, that mob mentality to, you know, stand there pointing at her and throwing stuff at her. Yeah, because to note she has no idea what yeah. her period is. Yeah, her mom, um, you know, is just so deeply religious that, you know, uh, she truly been... believed that if her daughter was never introduced to sin or lust, that would never, you know, get her period. And her period was a sign of, you know, sinning and being ready to cross that into that next, uh, you know, bad thing. And the men would follow like dogs, sniffing up the <laughs> blood. and Oh, yeah, the whole thing. All this. All this. So the events unfold uh, pretty similar to the book, um, leaving out also there's a lot of, uh, which obviously was left out of the movie, a lot of flashback type sequences yeah, yeah, of yeah. where a lot of the perspective of the book, interestingly, comes from newspaper articles and yeah. uh, passages from books that have been written after the occurrences of the Yeah, delving uh, into like the, the scientific story. end of... Yeah, just... Uh, uh, Picking up part, telekinesis, and yeah, and there's psychokinesis um, documents like court documents from the whole uh, yeah, the commission, yeah. the white commission that was trying to figure out what the fuck happened in the town, yeah, and all this. Yeah, does so, he ever track his dad, her dad, though? No, there's not much about the dad. He just ditched. He ditched yeah. out. So who knows? He might pop up in another. Well, we do Stephen know that King. he had another kid. You know, according apparently, to according to the film, uh, yeah, <laughs> to the sequel. Yeah. This is the best version of the movie Absolutely. it's definitely the best uh portrayal of carrie except every version gets it wrong because carrie is chubby in the book yes uh and yeah absolutely. every version in the movie she's like very skinny yeah yeah they talk so, about how her ass was kind of fat pimples on it and yeah she she was very pimply and chubby cheeked yeah and just mousy like straight hair and yeah you know even when when she which probably know, led to her having larger dirty pillows nice nice yep you know when uh when when her transformation you know when she gets you know made up and in the dress for the prom it wouldn't have been as dramatic on the screen um it wasn't really supposed to be that wasn't the point but um you know she just the way she was feeling and the magic in the air made her feel more, way more beautiful um yeah. Yeah, you brings know, her to life, and so to speak, you know? Yeah, and this crazy confidence that she's never known, and all these feelings are just, you know, it was all alien to her, because she had never been allowed to even think about, you know, <laughs> yeah. having, like, any fun, like, dancing, talking with kids her age, yeah. like, 
Maybe having some of that forbidden punch. Forbidden punch. Smoking a reefer, giving a hand job under the table. Oh, you gotta give a hand job under the table. Fuck. Hey, it's prom. prom. It's prom. It's prom. There better be some hand jobs. Right. Um I love the tuxedo scene. There's a scene oh, where, where, yeah. where the guys go uh looking for tuxedos for the prom and they're it's just great. the music that plays too, it's just this like Ridiculous it just starts like fast forwarding through like dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. And they're arguing. And... Yeah, good stuff. Then you know the same prank occurs only in this uh, version as with every film version. There's only one bucket of blood. Yeah. And the way it goes down is the bucket of blood is pulled down on Carrie's head. Uh, I mean, like it spills. Yeah. All over her, and then it dangles there and hits Tommy on the head. Yeah. In, in this version. He's dead. Uh, yeah, almost dead. I mean, because he, 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 um, he's very he falls really yeah. hard. Um, and then there's you know, the scene he stays there, yeah. Um, and then it shows his body kind of in the background when the fire on the stage starts and he just goes up, yeah. So and he's he, not moving, he's yeah, not. So when yeah. the bucket hits him, he's dead, as in, uh, as is in the uh book believe it or not Tommy's dead oh yeah tommy is dead yeah (laughs) and so this just really pisses carrie off again (laughs) she she does all the things well i was gonna finally get some dick but only uh also in in all of the movie versions she never leaves the gym and comes back she always starts the havoc from the stage yeah Yeah. and so she uh, does that and then she makes her way through the uh, chaos, the flames, and the electricity, Absolutely. and everything. And she heads out to home again. And this version cuts out all chaos, leaving the prom. Yeah, uh, so, yeah for, for the, definitely the most. Yeah, there's most none part. of the uh, destruction of the no, gas no, stations um, and the yeah. uh, the pipeline or not the pipeline, she just but wants the to gas get line. Home, take a bath. She gets eat home, some ice cream. Takes a bath and. Her mom is very upset about everything, just that she went to the prom to begin with. Clearly, something has gone horribly wrong because she comes home covered in pig's blood. And things go from there. And a very interesting uh, twist in this movie, which was definitely the right call for like a cinematic version, is the way that Carrie's mom dies. Yeah, it is not the uh, slowing down of the heart. It's uh, She is crucified with knives that Carrie telepathically fucking sends Wings into her yeah just chucks <laughs> um, at her yeah she you know iconic scene of the mother you know pinned by like a dozen knives or so to the you know wall and uh resembling the you know statue of christ in the closet that carrie is forced to stare at this hideous you know weird statue of christ it's scary definitely more scary than comforting yeah uh, <laughs> And uh, I, I love the scene, too, where she, you know, is going back into the closet to pray, and the house is burning around her, and she's pulling on her mom, and it makes that, like, popping noise when the knife comes out of yeah. her arm. Yep. It's like a plunger. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Carrie fucking dies by uh, collapsing the whole house. Yeah, in, just kind of she burns up uh, in the yep. rubble. Um yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's about it. The whole house uh, it gets, like, literally sucked into the ground, which yeah. is pretty cool. You know, and then you got, um, you know, the town's obviously reeling from this, you know, crazy tragedy. Um, they don't really go too much into it, but they show, you know, some, like, kind of, like, dreary scenes of, like, a funeral or whatever. And um, you got, um, you know, there's, like, a little monument set up at the rubble of the house where someone is spray-painted, you know, 
Carrie White burns in hell on the oh, yeah. little uh, marker that they had there. And, you know, you got Sue Snell feeling really, really awful. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously China feeling somewhat responsible uh, for this whole thing, you know. Um, what was she thinking? <laughs> uh, orchestrating this uh, whole thing, you know, knowing the friends that she hung out with, the lengths they would go to. <laughs> Yeah, um, she made a big oopsie. Yeah, you know Sue. now like the man that you know was gonna come inside her is dead, and yeah, no one's coming in anybody. Until half the town's um, dead. You know she's definitely like got some real issues now. Like she's yeah. never gonna be able to love again. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, worth noting too a big difference between the book and the movie. The death toll at the end of the movie is seventy-two people, uh, being mostly just the people at the prom. Mm. At the end of the book, it is. 409 that's a huge that's a that's a massive fucking tragedy that's yeah oh yeah that's fucking uh, nuts. it just keeps going it just um, gets worse you know um also worth noting the classic uh you know shock jump scare at the end of that movie um, oh yeah you know it's been imitated a million times um but you know this is really kind of where that you know it started uh, one of the originals um where you know, you got some tranquil music playing, and you got, you know, the girls kneeling over the, um, you know, rubble where the marker is and carry, you know, ashes supposedly are. And, you know, all of a sudden the bloody hand comes out of the rubble and grabs her, and, you know, the music spikes with the shrieking music, and then, you know, she starts screaming. And obviously it's only a dream, but, you know, she wakes up. You know, screaming with the nightmares that are going to be plaguing her for the rest of her life, which descends into lunatic laughter. You know, good luck with that, dudes. Good luck, <laughs> good luck, everybody. You know, she's she's burnt. She's a shell of what she was. You know, <laughs> shoe shell, shoe shell, <laughs> shoe shell, yeah, shoe shell, sea shells by the chi chor, chi chang, chi chang. Chi Chang was in the Deftones. Rest in peace. Yeah, she ain't good to nobody anymore. Shoe shells, shoe shells, new shells. All right, guys. That's that's. The first Carrie movie and the book in the nutshell. Yeah. Uh, you know, of course we're missing things. Go read the book, watch the movies. Yeah, we can't do it for through. yourself. Do you it know, for yourself. Just, you know, we're, we're here for your entertainment. We're just here. <laughs> what do we you expect us to entertain you? Yeah. We're going to take our first song break of the episode. We have Zar Azra, an extreme metal band from Kazakhstan. They've, uh, Opened up for Sepultura and Rotting Christ. That's some fucking good for them. Um, check them out on all streaming sites. This tune is called More Than Hate. They have two releases out on Spotify and all that stuff. So go check them out. This song will be added to the Devolution Podcast Tunes playlist available on Spotify. Check it. When we get back, we will be talking about Carry the Musical and The Rage Carry 2. All right. <laughs>
All right, we're back. Hi. Hi. I found my way back, too. I found my way back. He tried to lose me, but... I like my way back, way back, way back, way back. Baby back ribs. His head's like a floating moon. <laughs> <laughs> floating moon. Moon. Floating moon. <clears throat> yes. So, as we have discussed so far, we have discussed the book. We've discussed the original Johnny T movie, where no. he catches the dome. Johnny T catches the dome in that flick. Check it out. Yo. Yo. <laughs> now we're going to get into Carrie the Musical. Yeah. At um, some point in uh, the early 80s, uh, old Lawrence Cohan there, who uh, scribed the original screenplay, yeah, uh, due to the success of the movie, he decided to try to cash in Someone on this a little let bit. this guy get away with way so, too much. Somebody let this guy do too much. Yeah. So what he did was he teamed up with actually some pretty successful uh, Broadway people. He collaborated with them to I bring... refuse to believe in people like that, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me, though. Yeah. Let me live in my own little bubble. Yeah, yeah. So they pulled it off. They put together a song book. They got songs written. They did the whole thing. They created a uh, show. how warm their hearts were. Oh, they must have been so happy to make this for some reason. Yeah. So they tried. They decided to do some trial runs in a theater in London, and during these trial runs, it was just a fucking disaster. <laughs> after after the first night, the uh, actress playing Carrie's mother, playing Margaret, quit. Yeah, uh, she bounced. She said, "Fuck this, I'm out." Yeah. It was a week of trial shows. By the end of the week. The show was almost completely different. Uh, many of the song lyrics were changed. Many scenes were completely different. Uh, and so it finally went to, I think this was actually on Broadway. Yeah. And it, it played... Yeah, that's, yeah, this is rough. And like, it played for eight nights before it was I mean, uh, it was shut down. Who? I, I don't, where's the audience for this? I mean, you know, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Uh, in this case, I, um, like... It was a you know pretty breakthrough horror movie you know like it got some mainstream success obviously yeah with the but, Oscar nominations and stuff yeah, yeah um, you know so but I mean that's something you know you go to see a movie and you know you leave you know and you're thinking about it afterwards you don't you don't make a theater night out of it you know not especially uh, not back then that's much more of a thing now like, yeah there's much more of an audience for that kind of exactly, stuff. exactly you know yeah. and it would. <laughs> I feel like it caters, you know, obviously to like the quirky, like kind of hipster crowd. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, uh, it just doesn't. So it was, uh, you know, not a success. It was yeah. pu- pulled after Surprise. eight after eight nights. Oh wow. Oh yes. Fuck you, Larry. So then, in uh, around 2012, it uh, received a revival, <clears throat> an off-Broadway revival. Imagine the cocaine that went into thinking that was a good idea. Oh, my idea. God. Well, this failed miserably, like, before, back when the movie was at its heyday. Yeah. Let's try it now. Let's do it again. And that, uh, you know, was actually fairly successful. And even, <clears throat> excuse me, over the years uh, between, the uh, original play was used as, uh, like, uh, high school high schools put on productions of it a lot. It was like a cult wow. classic lost musical kind of yeah. thing, you know? Um, uh. So... There's that. Uh, one of the major problems with the production was that the blood scene would often short out the actress's microphone. Oh, God. So that didn't go Figure well. Figure it out. Yeah, guys, come on. I mean... Just a bad idea. You know... I'm yeah, assuming, I mean, just, just don't do it. Oh. I'm assuming that uh, situation was fixed by the time it came around to the 2012 revival. Uh, probably not. Yeah, maybe I mean, not. Who knows? Yeah, they forgot about it. They forgot yeah. that that happened. Oh, yeah. We're not exactly oh, dealing yeah. with the... 
best decision makers here, as evidenced by the fact that we're talking about Carrie the friggin' musical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, now we've got snow removal happening outside, so if you hear some beeping, that's what it is. Uh, there's a, a random snow squalls came through the area. <laughs> now... <laughs> So after that flop, the uh, you know the seven the eighties run of the uh, musical there, the series was it wasn't even a series at that point. The the concept was left alone. Yeah. It was left to be an awesome book, and uh, you know a pretty good movie, a really good movie, you know, and then a weird musical. <laughs> but then in nineteen ninety nine, oh, for boy. whatever reason, I'm not sure exactly what the production meetings that went into this fucking idea were, but. <laughs> An idea was drummed up to to create. A, uh, they always are <laughs> as as they are to, to create a movie based on nothing that Stephen King had written, uh, just a completely original story to be a sequel to Carrie, entitled The Rage. Yeah, Carrie Two, uh. released in 1999, directed by Cat Shea, written by Raphael Moreau. Wow. Yes, the uh, movie starred. Emily Lang as Rachel, who, as it turns out, is Carrie's half-sister because old horny, drunken Ralph went and knocked up some other lady. He was out there coming in. Uh, He's out there coming in everywhere. He wasn't of the Tommy stock. He was just dumping cum wherever. You know, he was Ralph stock, not Tommy stock. So he's not pumping out, you know, football players. He's pumping out, like, you know. Weird telepathic fucking psychopaths. Yeah, you know, with, like, issues. Mm Mm-hmm. Big issues, you they know. Certainly Homely do looking issues. fucking straight haired mousy issue bitches. Yeah. <laughs> also Amy Irving returned in her role as Sue, Sue Snellsa by the Shoe Show by the She Show. That's right, ain't it? Yeah. And in this she is the just so happens she's the guidance counselor at the yeah, school. Yeah, who would give her that job? Yeah, who would give her that job? Hmm. That's a conflict of interest fiber. It's a conspiracy theories. You know. And, uh, you know, Rachel falls for the uh, lovely quarterback of the team. Uh, yeah, like the Jesse. fucking goth girl's going to go for the quarterback. Yeah, yeah right. Come on. Uh, played by Jason London from, uh, you know, he's uh, he's in Mallrats and uh, oh. other things. Then you've got... Mm, he was a hot face. He was a hot face for the time, man. Yeah, get and your team got, beat poster. Uh, Rachel's best friend is Lisa, played by Mina Savari. And you got you also got Eddie K. Thomas in there just just for good measure. A.K. Now, Thomas. Eddie K. Thomas. A.K. Thomas. He's <laughs> a fucking badass. You like Machine Gun Kelly? Or something? Yeah, his new album's dropping next summer. Yeah. Hot as the sauna all summer. Yeah, the rage. The rage. Yeah. Shoots all the rage. Yeah, man. it was really just a hype movie for his album. Yeah, it's coming out now. The A.K. A.K. <laughs> it Thomas. It took a while. Coming out twenty twenty one, y'all. Yeah, yo. Yo. It's good. It's good. It is good. I've heard a few tracks from it. It's just fire. I had a few advanced tracks. I wasn't allowed to play it on the podcast, but maybe soon when it drops. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's going to yeah. drop like a bucket of pig's blood. It's going to drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a, on a prom queen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we getting paid for this? No, not at all. We can't at least a free CDR. I'm trying. A CDR, yeah. We'll get a CDR. <laughs> so anyway... Rachel, you know, she's not nearly as chastised as Carrie was. She's got some friends, her friend being uh, Lisa. And Lisa finds herself caught up in this sad game that all the popular kids, all the jock boys play, where they try to fuck all the girls, and they assign them numbers 
they each get like so like certain girls are worth six points and other yeah, girls are yeah, worth three yeah, yeah. points and this and that. Cool. So she hooks up with 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 a, a senior, you know, and she you know does the thing, thinking that you know she's in a relationship now. She's met a, a nice boy to be. Is know, that what relationship? Uh, maybe. And then it turns out he was just banging her out for the game. Yeah. You know? Dumb so bitch. When, well, <laughs> more of the guy's an asshole. Ah, so, she knows what she's in for. No, she didn't, though. She thought she was in love. I think I'm in love. A and dumb it makes me kind of nervous to you got to be dumb. So. And you got to be a bitch. No, no, no. Okay, so, yeah. Let's anyway. look at the bright side. Yeah, yeah. Look at the bright side of life, man. Grass so, is greener over there. So she decides to jump off the uh, top of the roof at the high school and plant yeah. her face through a uh, windshield of a car down below. Yeah. This really upsets, really upsets Rachel. <laughs> Poor car. You buff that up. Really upsets Rachel. Rachel ends up finding herself all wrapped up in the uh, popular people's games and their whatnots. And she just really wanted the car. She ends up, yeah, she ends up making it with Jesse. And what she, video, what she doesn't know, yeah, <laughs> the other boys were being douchebags and they videotaped her. And they end up luring her to a party in which they broadcast... Play the horny tape. They, they play the horny tape, like a horny toad tape, and she loses I it. think, like... She know, snaps. Some, she snaps. Some, like, subpar Marilyn Manson plays or something. Yeah, she's definitely a Marilyn Manson fan, and he's very problematic these days. Yeah, he's yeah. all the rage. He was he, all the rage. He's all then. the rage. Now he's now people are enraged at him. You know, so, and, you know, geez, Louise. Anyhow, so they broadcast this porno tape of her. It's not a porn. It's just, it was a voyeur kind of situation. Yeah, and I don't even think the dick went in the hole. It did, but not, you know, it was soft There's no close-ups. Softcore yeah. at best. So that it gets broadcast shame. at the party, and it you know it leads to a similar situation as the prom. In the it mimics the arc of the original story, really. Yeah. And yeah. so, and all along, Sue, uh, as the guidance counselor, is starting to realize some of these telekinetic things going on Where with, she with Rachel. So she cool. shows up. She catches on to all that's going to happen, and she tries she to show up to the party. Square one. Well, she shows up to the party right as stuff starts to pop off in a fire poker goes through the head of a kid trying to leave the party. It goes oh, through the yeah, door yeah, yeah. and hits Sue in the head, killing her. The lone survivor of the original movie gets yeah, taken out yeah, yeah. by the angsty teen girl. And it turns out, you know, she ends up, uh, she collapses also like some sort of roof on herself and dies and she saves the boy and she, her like ghost uh, image shows up at the end. Oh, that's right. It's all that kind of thing, you know. Let's talk about the um, CGI tattoo that multiplies. Yeah, <laughs> go, go for it, man. Tell um, us about it. What happens there? So that, that's very odd. It has not much to do. I don't think, like telekinesis is a is a thing. It's been looked into. There's you know there's yeah, a certain yeah, yeah. science behind now, it. You you know, know, even even if it like, could get to the point of the rage, yeah, yeah where you know you're causing, rage. you know. Things to be able to large, huge glass tables to fly through the air, and you know you're causing people's bones to break and to be yeah. speared upon things and to fly through the air. You're crushing people. You're doing all sorts of crazy stuff with just your mind. Yeah, man. Um, you know, which is all good and stuff. But um, so she has the the main character uh, Rachel there has this like really crappy early '90s, supposedly um you know mall goth type 
tattoo. I don't know why it's supposed to be like thorns or vines or it's barbed like a, it's wire. A, it's a heart wrapped in like thorny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like thorny, real, real, real symbolic of her fragile, but like of you her know, hot topic wardrobe. Yeah, and yeah. all that, and her, you know, you know all that. So um, when her telekinetic powers really, you know, take full force, and she's, you know, not even Rachel anymore. She's the rage. She's the and, ra- rage. You know, I think she's like floating a couple inches above the, the floor. rage. Shawl. <laughs> that's that's good. Points, boy. Points. They're all gonna you're laugh winning, at you. You're winning. Right. They're all gonna laugh you're at you. Cheating. But anyway, um, <laughs> they're all gonna laugh at you. You know, so this little tattoo, it grows. And like she it, expands, it, it like goes up her whole body, and it like kind of like comes off at one point, like a little bit, and like floats around. I think it might even kill someone. Um, <laughs> it's like really fucked up, like climbs the wall and shit. Um, it's like, nope, but her tattoo does grow. Her tattoo her grows it's now. Like very, you know, everything else, you know, like is is happening because everything else is probable except for the tattoo. Well, I, mean, I mean, no, no, no. But you can like pick a table up. You mind like throw it across the room? Yes, you know I do it all the time. For in order for a tattoo to, you need ink still. Yeah, you need ink. You need a tattoo gun still. Something stabbing that into your skin, there, Rachel. You know it's bullshit. It really, you know, I spent in my disbelief the entire time. You know, I I spent in my disbelief before I even like finished hearing the words rage carry to. (laughs) 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 Spent in my belief before I heard the words rage. Well, this really fucking pushed my buttons, man. Fucking pushed them so hard they never worked again. It's very strange that this movie happened. I don't really know what yeah, was going um, on there. And I hope enough, someone got in trouble, man. I hope, yeah, somebody just got really chewed out. Yeah. It probably made, I feel like it was actually pretty successful, though. Like, fair, like successful yeah, People enough. were really fucked up back then. I know, like, probably, like... Yeah, dude, 1999 was know, a weird I mean, time, think dude. about, like, you know, you know, like, fucking Lauren and Vicky and that whole crew went and saw it, like, three times. <laughs> <laughs> totally dude you know and like fighting over who gets to honestly Rachel. not to like not to hate but i bet like adam jones probably loved this movie adam jones probably it, got to be he, rachel a couple he times he probably rubbed one out watching this you shit. know he rubbed one out right in the theater <laughs> fucking dirty prick he did <laughs> yeah yeah so making uh, weird fucking cricket noises if you sit in the middle row yeah if you sit in the middle row and make cricket noises <laughs> No, no one, one can see know. you. No one will know you're jerking off. <laughs> Everyone else is like, dude, don't go sitting here in that fucking middle row. That fucking cricket boy is jerking it again. <laughs> dude, there's so many times I've heard cricket noises in the theater. Now I know what was going on. <laughs> exactly, you know. Someone quacking off. Quacking off, man. Jesus Christ. Now, oddly enough, this fucking <laughs> horny hot topic movie received its own musical, a musical parody, uh, unofficial, which, isn't it? Un- the unofficial musical parody, which actually included a lot of members of the cast from that uh, the 2012 revival of the uh, Carrie musical. This is fucking godforsaken. So, <laughs> hey, those people got to make some money somehow, man. Oh, they should do it by hooking like fucking respectable <laughs> like, people. Like respectable yeah. people. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Can <laughs> <laughs> you think of children they can sell or something? Yep, you start hooking, you don't stop. You yeah. Know, once if you, you do, hook, you're a coward, really, at that point. Once you hook, you don't stop. <laughs> Isn't that a theme song for, like, a kind of bubble gum or something? Yeah. Once you hook, you don't stop. Find yourself cooking that rock. Cooking, <laughs> find yourself cooking that rock. Once you hook, you don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Don't call the cop. Yeah, yeah. Or I'll chop your cock. Totally. Rage. <laughs> Yo. Carry rage two. Rage two. Get the rage. Carry two. Rage. rage. All right, people. That's. I, I think we've covered the rage. Yeah. Did we? We said she. She got uh, pissed off. Did the rage die at the end? Her friend died. The rage died at the end. But then now, she, Rachel was the rage all along. Right? Rachel was the rage. Yeah. Okay, yeah, kind of. Rachel was the rage, and she shows that up. Twist that she shows. I thought the was, tattoo was the rage. The tattoo. I'm not sure, but the tattoo is part of the rage. Oh, sure. you know, like tattoos are forever, forever, ever. Totally. You know, it was symbolic. Symbolic. Yeah. Oh, one of them movies was symbolic. It was a symbolic flick. All right, y'all. Now we're gonna get another music. Break. We have Loser Birds out of Massachusetts, the tune Silver Spoon from their debut full-length self-titled album, available on all streaming and for purchase or free download on Bandcamp. Go over there, throw them a couple, throw them some money, man. Make them Winner Birds. Make them Winner Birds instead of Loser Birds. <laughs> Buy them some scratch tickets. Yeah, we want them to be Winner Winner Chicken Dinners, not Loser Birds. Right? Pigeons. <laughs> yeah, pigeons. <laughs> Fucking city chickens. Right on. No, we want them to be big, strong cocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big, hardy cocks instead of That's city what pigeons. That's we want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go give the loser bird some money so they can be some nice, hardy cocks instead firm. of... Firm. Firm. Erect. Yeah. Yeah. Fertilizing, all right. fertilizing eggs all around the farm. Come in chicken goo. <laughs> come in. <laughs> Do they come with scrambled eggs or whatever? No, toss out and scrambled eggs like Frasier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Check out Loser Birds. <laughs> we'll be back talking about the two other Carrie remakes.
Thanks, loser birds. Yep. Hopefully you win. I'm rooting for you guys. Keep them wings flapping. Flap, 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 flap. He who flaps wins. He who flaps wins the race. That's not faps, that's flap. That's <laughs> flaps, not faps. Flaps, not faps dot com. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Now we're going to get into some things now. We're, we're going to get into one thing in particular, <laughs> and we're going to get into another thing also in particular. <laughs> it's a predicament, really. In, in a predicament of particulars. It's first uh, particular predicament. But first of all, let's talk about... Remember, <laughs> remember the time... <laughs> Spit it out, buddy. Remember the time your mother ate too many square hamburgers? <laughs> I thought it was sweating. The toilet was sweating like a... She cracked it like a hot-boiled eggshell. <laughs> that toilet was sweating like Machine Gun Kelly in Vietnam. Oh, hey. I hate that guy. <laughs> you gotta guess MJK. How do you spell Jigenkun? Yeah, we don't talk about that anymore. It's a sore spot. It's a sore spot on my lip from the meth. Oh. All right, now. <laughs> One of the in particulars we're going to particularize is the 2002 version <laughs> of Carrie. This was a made-for-TV venture. It was developed as a pilot to a potential <laughs> series. Without kind of telling anyone. Without, yeah. that Well, it was kind of... <laughs> well, because I was reading, and the uh, creator of it all, he... He, he didn't had, have any faith in himself. He knew he was fucked. No, he knew <laughs> he knew for a fact that uh, NBC was not interested in picking it up as a series. They just wanted to run it for like the one night special oh, as boy. like a, as a carry remake. So that's one what they ended up special. with. And it was a long. Uh, it might have might have been shown on two nights because it's a long movie. It's like two and a half hours. Yeah, almost. I don't know what they did there. <laughs> yeah, directed by David Carson, written by Brian Fuller. Carrie is played by Angela Bettis. She's got diabetes. Margaret is played by Patricia Clarkson. Sue bunch played a bunch of nobodies. Sue is Candace McClure. Mm. Chris is Emily DeRaven. Well, who I used is, to romp with it. Yeah, I, do, I would romp with Emily DeRaven all day. Oh, she, you know Emily? I do know Emily. She yeah. was on uh, Lost. She was Claire. Oh, I used to romp with she it. She played Claire on Lost. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And definitely the uh, the hottest of all of the Sue, all of the Sues, not the Sues, the Chris's, the Christines. Yeah, yeah. Tommy was played by Tobias Meller, Desjardin this time with her real name from oh, the book. Oh, uh, that played jacket. Rena Sofer and Billy played by Jesse Cadotti. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever. Jesse Cadotti. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. If that's your real we'll name, tell someone who cares. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So now, in an odd way, this movie actually represents the book to yeah, to the closest. Yeah. Um, I think they because it has a little more time. It has a, a half hour or so more than either of the other two movies. Yeah, yeah. And it fits in just a little more dialogue and stuff directly from the book. True, true. Um, but it's fucking. Bad. It's horrible. It's, it's really bad. I mean, just remember, think back to 2002 made-for-TV movies and uh, like what those looked like. Yeah. And you know, it wasn't it. 
and for, the especially quality, network like, TV. You know, you know, they didn't put any money into production. There was values. no money put into it. No. Um, you know, so they automatically all look cheap. Um, you know, and there's no say. Like, like I said, you know, you go from having, you know, a Hollywood movie for MGM made by you know one of the top uprising, you know, um, you know, hotshot directors who's you know on all this new equipment and he's super into the craft, very innovative. And, you know, you got, um, you know, professional real actors, you know, yeah, not like course. whatever that guy's name was, you know. Jesse D- D- yeah, Fedote. Yeah. yeah, better not said. Um, yeah, <laughs> better not said. he now? Where's he? But, <laughs> Probably has COVID um, or something. You know, like, so, yeah, it's the quality just automatically is going to suffer. Um, it, it begs the question again, like, why? You know, just because you can, Why? Um, you know, did you really love the original that much that you feel like you need to, you know, shit all over it? You know, <laughs> yeah, like, so you can be like, look, this is my carry with my shit on it. Yeah. You know, like everyone's like puking and telling me to get the fuck away from him. Like, <laughs> get away from me. I'm puking. <laughs> yeah. Like, stop coming at me with that fucking, yeah. you know, carry drawn in crayons with your feces on it. <laughs> like, yeah. So this version did try try to capture like the flashback aspect yeah. of the original of the book which is where, also yeah but it did they, it really well I, I mean it did it really poorly no uh, yeah it de- yeah. definitely did it very poorly um, yeah. it came across like a cheap cop show um and just kind of more ridiculous and than you know any sort of vehicle to actually move a plot along completely unnecessary and you yeah, know, not done well silly. at all. Just um, real cheesy the whole way. Yeah. Through. Just bad acting and bad, uh, just looks bad, you know. Totally, totally. It got a bad rap. Like, under the right conditions, this might have been okay. Yeah. You know, uh, if there had been some uh, money put also into they, it. But... They also, like, you know, promoted it and billed it as not, they didn't, weren't saying it was going to be truer to the original source material or, you know, the real story of Carrie. They basically they said it was going to be a reimagining the entire time. Yeah. For whatever reason, um, when it was not that at all. Um, if anything, it was a, yeah. uh, you know, uh, going back to basics. You know, uh, so there was no reimagining at all. Um, really not no. And just horrible. Just. Uh, just... And one uh, notable noticeable difference that made it just weaker, in my opinion, was that in the beginning, when during the plug it up scene. Instead of all of the girls yelling, plug it up, yeah. they all stand around her and they just say, period, yeah. period. Yeah, it was, it did not Which have, weird, this, I don't know why. There was no, none yeah. of the same, um, you know, sense of what the fuck and like, you know, uncomfortableness. Um, it didn't have any of the suspense or grittiness, um, you know, or that, you know, that just the horror, you know, it was not there. Uh, <laughs> it was very flat. It just oh, felt flat. Yeah. And there was and, no you know, emotion Every scene or felt rushed and um, yeah. there was no, like, purity to it. If it was rehearsed, they had rehearsed it to death so that there was no emotion there, you know. Um, no genuine desire to be playing these characters and breathing <laughs> yeah. life into them. Yeah. So, like we said, it does stick a little closer, to, or mostly, it sticks closer to the book than either of the other two versions. Yeah. yeah. It includes the uh, storm yeah, with the stones. Yeah. It includes the uh, her walking down the main street and lighting it all up after the uh, prom. Yeah, totally. There is, and there is some cool stuff that happens in the prom. I really like, there's a scene where she yanks the 
basketball like hoop with the the whole like backboard on it oh. and like smashes a chick with that. that was, yes, that yeah, was pretty cool. You know, um, don't they show that in the De Palma version? I believe that the... might be in one of the split screens. Maybe yes, that, I believe that could oh, kind of yes. happen. Yeah, and. Yeah, so when she goes and she destroys the town is pretty cool in that version. And then she gets home and they give the mother the death from the book with the yeah. heart being slowed down. But it looks really bad. They do, it's like, really rushed and anticlimactic as hell. Yeah. Which is why it was rewritten for the screen in the beginning, you know, in the, in the original one. Because you're making, you know, uh, you're trying to... Wow, the audience after, you know, again, after that huge, you know, build up and scene of just absolute carnage and, you know, to have just this lady who's elderly and like, you know, mentally ill just clutch her chest and be like, I'm, oh, 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 I'm kicking the bucket. Oh, I'm dying. You know, um, or have her, you know, violently crucified in a, you know, Christ form, uh, you know, come on. Yeah. What the hell was that? I did like that when uh, she drowns Carrie, though. That scene was pretty cool when she, uh, as yeah. she's drowning Carrie. I liked that take on it. But then Sue comes in and she revives Carrie out of the bathtub. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, I stopped paying attention a bit. But she convinces that. Carrie... Uh, we're rushing the ending here, but she, she's con- she convinces Carrie to <laughs> change, change her name... <laughs> And moved yeah, to yeah, Florida, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is very weird. And yeah. so what I what I assume though, with watching this, knowing <laughs> that it was, uh, you know, a pilot to what could have been a series. Here's yeah. what I here's what I was thinking. Oh boy, that they were sending Carrie to, <laughs> to Florida, right? That's where Sue decided to send her. And I thought maybe yeah. that's where Sue was going to be going to college soon, since it was the end of yeah. senior year. So she it was mu- definitely gonna be because, some bullshit like that. Because what oh. the uh, the series was supposed to be was Carrie and Sue working together to help other teenagers oh with so telekinetic powers. Phase out all the killing and the misunderstanding and the scaredness, and it's gonna be yeah, it was gonna be really dumb. Um, oh and I imagine, God. I mean, it would have been cool if they made it like an X Men, like if they gathered a yeah. bunch of like badass mutant like telekinetic people to fight evil or to fight good. With, yeah, with evil that would have been like you know sidekick Cujo and... yeah sidekick Cujo that would have been fucking dope <laughs> he wears like battle armor and shit <laughs> yeah alright guys that's Carrie 2002 <laughs> I would not suggest wasting your time with it no um, just don't bother there's no redeeming qualities there really is no. not no. you're not gonna come away with any um, you know new insight to any characters or any performances that you were like wow they really went there with that. Like, not at all. Um, you're just going to no, have it, your memory of the original tarnished. It heavily relies on the original movie. Yeah, it is. While like, adding more elements it, of the book, but it really relies on the original movie. Yeah. As, like, the complete it's blueprint worth it, for it. Uh, yeah. The things they... So you really... You do just watch a really dumbed-down version of the original movie, yeah. honestly. Yeah. So, d- don't bother. No. Unless you're, you know, if you're huge into Carrie and, like, we watched it, you know, we mostly watched it for research for the episode. Yeah. Like, I didn't have all that intention to watch it otherwise. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of pissed I did. <laughs> yeah, right? No, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was a journey. Yeah, but, it, you know, if you want to watch it to keep up, figure out what we're talking about here, go check it out. It is uh, currently available on Stars. That's yeah, where that's we watched where it. Yeah, yeah. And which I would go watch it. Sooner than later, before it's off there, because I've never really seen it around. Otherwise, 
until I true, saw them there. True, true. Yeah, that's yeah. one of those things. They're kind of like... It's a pretty rare one. I think they're trying to, you know, bury them, but people like us keep digging up the graves. Yeah, I was going to say, like, us watching it, like, because I, I definitely clicked it on it a few times over the past week or so, and you were watching it, so we probably gave it the most traffic it's gotten, like... Yeah. So far. It's gonna go gold. So it's gonna go gold. So then the series sat still again for a number of years. <laughs> until, of course, in uh, especially the early 2000s up until even recently, it's still a very current trend is to remake slash reboot yeah. uh, movies specifically from like the 80s and the 70s. Yeah. Uh, with very mixed uh, results, obviously. Um... There are There are some that are really well done and I appreciate and I'm cool with. There are yeah, some yeah, that yeah. a few, like, I, I will say, I have given up, back when I was a younger man, huh. I used to get much more worked up about movies I didn't like, and now I'm just like, uh, oh, of course. whatever, you They're know. They're not going to stop making them, and no. me being angry about it isn't going to change It doesn't anything. matter. Um, but I'm there still are... going to get angry, and I'm going to scream, and I'm going to cause harm to people around me, and yeah, yeah, yeah. break their things. But the two movies... Really, the two movies in my life that have made me the angriest oh, are, no. are uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake and the, ooh, the uh, ooh, Pet Cemetery remake, man. Uh, I, both I, of those, those made are, me so angry. Uh, right up there. Uh, so, like, oh, oh. The, the 2002 carry I take with a grain of salt because it was, like, a made-for-TV, whatever the yeah. fuck. Like a just, yeah, whatever they were trying to accomplish. Yeah, it's just there. like, okay, like, cool, good try, I guess. But then, in the midst yeah. of the trend, the reboot, nothing is safe. They're rebooting, oh, they're remaking oh, 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 yeah. every yeah, I mean, fucking they're... thing. Everything. Like, yeah, it's yeah. really any classic movie yeah, you held they're dear. They're doing whatever they want with it. Let's take yeah. a character and make... Anything you held near and dear to our hearts yeah, growing is, up has been remade. It's time just to, you know, say goodbye. So, and, you know. Such is the case with Carrie again. In 2013... <laughs> Remade. Uh, there probably <laughs> will. There might be. We'll actually talk about that. But uh, Carrie versus Carrie. C- Carrie versus Carrie would be cool. Yeah, the whole all three of them versus each other. It'd be like oh, a, wow. into the Spider Verse, the Carrie Verse. That'd be really neat. Holy shit! You'd have the rage in there too. Yeah, totally. Should totally. be there'd be random tattoos like choking people. Yep, yep. Could choking Carrie two thousand two. Yeah, That'd be good. Wow, dude. Oh. Whoa, dude. The carry verse. Right? Let's get Steven on the horn. <laughs> Yo, bro. We're going to put it on... What's some like random network nobody listens to? Pluto. We'll put it on uh, Pluto. People, people like Pluto. Pluto. I'm just dogging. I'm dogging Don't Pluto. Get it? The Pluto's Pluto the dog hey! on the Mickey Mouse. Hey, hot dog. Give him a right. treat. Give him a treat, y'all. All right, so what's up next was the... <laughs> 2013, Carrie. Oh, boy. Directed by Kimberly Pierce. <laughs> Written by Roberto Aguirre, also oh, uh, also Larry, who wrote the first one. He's yeah, credited yeah. as a writer on this due to uh, I'm assuming just because they like borrowed lines and stuff. Yeah, from I don't him. think he was actually uh, physically present. Yeah, um, he might have been. They might have wheeled him in and maybe yeah, poked like, him a couple of times. Yeah, wake up with a cattle prod. Yeah, you know, yeah. wake up, Larry. He approved. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, he approved. Sign the yeah, paper. Yeah, yeah. Carrie is played by Chloe Grace Moretz. Margaret, played by Julianne Moore. Sue, what, what? Again? No, what? No, this is one we're talking oh, about. Oh, yo. Wow. Jeez, Louise, buddy. I'm losing it because... Sue, of... played by Gabrielle Wilde. Chris, played by Portia Doubleday. Whoa. Tommy is played by Ansel Elgort. <laughs> Desjardins, played by Judy Greer. And Billy, played by Alex Russell. 
Wow. 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 That's a cast. I haven't That's heard any cast. of those people except Julian Moore. No, I know three of the names. Oh, really? See, there I you go. I know three of them. You're, you're sophisticated, though, with that area. Sophisticated. You eat crackers with these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crackers and brie. Oh, man. Sophisticated. Yeah. White wine. Ooh. Ooh. It's crisp. It's sharp. Ooh. Sharp. My fingers are twitching. Ah! <laughs> Wait, it's on my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyhow, so this version takes on, a, like, finally kind of rewrites the situation. Yeah. Using all the same elements, of course, it borrows stuff from, honestly, all of the versions before it. Yeah. Uh, so, in this one, it's really cool. Uh, Julianne Moore does a really good job as Margaret White. She really does. Yeah. She and they really play on the like self harm because in the book and in the mo- in the original movie she does like she kind of scratches at her face and like slaps herself around a little bit huh. and in this version of the movie she uh, really they really play on that where she hits her head on the wall a lot oh. and she has a lot of scratches on her arms and she kind of digs at her leg with like a little pin oh, that she I has that, that she has in the yeah, uh, okay. she has in the uh, the laundry shop where she works so. That part's pretty cool. So yeah. Julianne Moore does a good job on the mother, and they, I think that they purposefully gave the mother a different kind of role so that it wouldn't be compared to Piper Laurie's portrayal yeah, so much if she had true. the same lines and the same kind of thing going yeah. on. So I mean, they had to not, give her a different which, twist. And, eh, it's like blessing and a curse because, yeah. of course, anyone's it's always going to be compared. Um, you know. So what do you do? Try to have someone out Piper the Piper? Or, you know, do you try to, you know, go in a different direction? Right. And, you know, either way, you're going to have, like, assholes like me saying, fuck this, this sucks. Because, yeah. you know, like, you didn't even try to outpipe with the piper. You, you know? can't outpipe with the piper. It's like more like you're playing a broken recorder over there. Yeah, and, like, yeah. You know, the class is freaking getting murderous. One thing I do feel about this version, and it's absolutely no disrespect to the actress, because I think she's a really good actress and she's in a lot of stuff that I like, but I think... Chloe Grace there, I think she's too pretty to play that, Carrie. Yeah. Honestly. Um, there was... Or too too like classically pretty. Yeah, because like straight Sissy, off the bat. Like, yeah, you know, Sissy Spacek it's... is beautiful as the original. Yes, totally. And but she plays the um, the dulled down character exactly. so well and, she and had... comes to she really comes to life and glows at the prom. She had where such Chloe a classic Grace, look yeah. where just simply by Brushing her hair straight and putting on some, uh, you know, baggier, frumpier, you know, drab clothing really made her look a lot more mousy and, you know, less put together. And just accentuating with it with like a small amount of makeup and different colored clothes that fit differently. Like there was a dramatic change. Yeah. Whereas with this girl, it's like all they really did was like they attempted to make her hair look messy. Like they had a hairstylist mess up her hair, you know, like carefully. Yeah, yeah. And in so then, you know, there was no dramatic change from, you know, frumpy homegirl to, you know, cocksucking rocket queen. You know, cocksucking like, rocket queen. <laughs> You're rocket queen. Yeah. So the this version, Don't like play. we said, uh, <laughs> plays kind of into its own. Uh, kind of rewrote the situation, which was cool while keeping to the same. Uh, you get the same kind of premise, obviously. Yeah. The prank is the same in the beginning, but one catches that it is 
caught on camera because now it's set in you know the current times where everyone has smartphones oh, so God. chris pulls out her phone and tapes it you know or records it and she ends up uploading it onto youtube which doesn't fare well for her and that's what gets her kicked out of the prom because they she's at the meeting with the yeah. principal and they say hey you fucking we want to see your phone if the video is not there you're good but the video oh, she shit. knows the video's there so she doesn't give them her phone and she yeah, storms yeah. out like a prissy little thing and she doesn't uh, get to go to the prom oh, this again wow. so right. then again of course the uh bloodletting of the pig unfolds and this scene is interesting because in this version uh chris actually cuts the throat of the pig okay for the first time that, that was in the that's only in this version it's not in the book okay it's not in the book chris oh. is not even there when they true collect okay, the yes. pig's blood then in the other version in, in uh, the 2000 the only... in the uh 70s version and the 90s version she's there I mean, not the 90s version, 2002. Yeah, uh, she's yeah, yeah. there, but she doesn't do anything. But yeah. in, in this one, Billy... She takes charge. And... Yeah, Billy clubs the pig and then hands her the knife, and she very gleefully yeah, cuts like the she's pig's neck. It. Um, yeah, she's having a good time Now, is that the play. only like scene of her asserting her dominance? Do they play into that more? Like... Kind of. They, they this one like doesn't it... get into the abusive kind of relationship. That is one thing that the uh, 76 version does get into more is the abusive relationship between Billy and Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a weird thing with her. It's like she she likes it. Yeah. It, it's fucking weird, you know. Yeah. That could also be Stephen King just being like a weirdo in the 70s on a bunch of cocaine, right? How he thinks girls like guys who smack them. True. <laughs> I mean, they don't. Which is, I think, <laughs> I, which, I've been I've been going by the Stephen King book for the seventies. Oh no, before. yeah, you're you're in trouble. You're gonna update my oh, uh, no. version. Oh no, I did like that. This version had also a callback to the goofy tuxedo scene from the original. Oh yeah, that yeah. was pretty cool. Like you know, yeah. it wasn't as goofy, but it was definitely a callback to that scene. Yeah. Then you get uh, yeah, that song stuck in my head. Really is this version? Some of the, yeah, the original. Yeah, yeah. In the prom here, you get the same situation. The one bucket of blood that falls, yeah, uh, yeah. spills on her. Then the empty bucket falls, kills Tommy immediately. This one is more clear because his eyes are open. He's laying there. Yeah. In the, yeah. With his eyes open. He's Not definitely moving. dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's toast. This fucking pisses her off. She <laughs> does all the same kind of events. The fire, the sprinklers, the electrocutions, uh, all from the stage again, not leaving like she does in yeah, the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then she leaves. One of my beefs with this movie is that in uh, the all the other previous versions, only a handful of people make it out of the gym, being like eleven, yeah. like eleven people yep. make it out They're, of the gym. Yeah. In uh, this version, she just pour out, huh? Like, yeah, th she's leaving, and there's like you know the ambulances and whatnot are, arri are arriving, and there's like a lot of people outside. Yeah, so yeah, not yeah. Not that many people croaked out in the gym there. That's but, not okay. You know, that's no. not okay because the point of that is that she devastates the school. Yeah, and, you like, know, the and, entire senior class. Yeah, but it does proceed. What do they with, say in the in the in the novel? Four hundred something like four hundred and nine people die in the in the novel. Yeah, yeah. And then you're gonna make a 2012 version where only like. People die, like, well, no, I mean, a, a lot more die in this one than the original because she does. There is a lot more destruction in the streets on her way home, oh, true, but true. not not to the extent of 2002 version and the book, yeah, where yeah, yeah. because in that one, she like lights entire streets yeah. like explode right on, now. like out from under people because of the gas lines, yeah, like so that doesn't happen in this one, but she does like 
there is a lot more destruction around the town than in the 76 version. Mm. And then she gets on home, and this one decided to go with the crucifixion-type death for the mother. Oh, okay. And, and it's cool. I like the way that... Well, didn't they do... They did a little hybrid, kind of... I think her heart does stop, but... No, there's nothing about her heart in this. She just gets impaled with a shitload of kitchen utensils, inc- oh. including a ruler. And it's cool because Carrie pull, pulls the ruler out of her mom's and gut. And, are... Well, yeah, you can like, see how many inches it's in her. And it's uh... like deep in her. She yanks it out because it's a ruler and it's only yeah, sticking yeah. out by like three inches. So nice. yeah, yeah. So it's fucking in there deep. But... It's a dick joke. Uh, yeah, there is a dick joke in there somewhere. We'll find it later. <laughs> so Sue shows up at the house and uh, Carrie's all very feisty and angry, obviously. And in this version, <laughs> she's very upset that she killed her mom, which she is in every version. And even in the book, she's really upset she killed her mom. Yeah. But this yeah. movie portrays that aspect of it the best. She like completely regrets that she killed her mom because she, she thinks her mom was right, like, they were all going to laugh at me. These people are evil. She's Imagine actually... That. Yeah, yeah. She goes, what the that, fuck? No, she... Like, Mama was actually I... right this whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember, like, uh, maybe the original one, uh, the original film, um, where she's, like, apologizing. Yeah. And, like, about how she was right and how she won't go out anymore. You know, and, didn't, and learned her lesson, basically. Yeah. You know, like, she's just completely broken now and just, like, wants to go back to that quiet, you know life you know and living in the fear of god yeah that, like you know that there's, there's she's just you know killed everyone <laughs> yeah she killed the whole town yeah and, and uh, there's so, no some of these versions, you know yeah. something bad's gonna you know god's coming for me <laughs> yeah there's, there's a bad moon rising bad, then bad moon rising <laughs> so sue shows up um this angers Carrie more because always there's this suspicion that Sue was in on the whole joke by having Tommy bring her to the prom. Oh, yes, so, yes, yes. There's always that... Um, yeah, like a lingering suspicion yeah, of, of Sue. And, yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, as, like, the viewer and the reader, um, I think we get to, you know, we, we see that it might have eventually started off, you know, where, you know... I mean, Sue, I think, was, you know, trying to do the right thing and being selfless. Um, you know, Tommy was kind of just reluctantly doing it, you know, because he still wanted to get that sweet uh, Sue puss. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, the Sue shell, Snee shell by the seashell. But then he ended up, you know, seeing that, you know, Carrie was a really, you know, intelligent, smart, unique person with a lot to offer. And then, you know, he actually starts, like, you know, noticing, you know, the good things about her and kind of you know, falling for her a bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when once that bucket falls, like, she doesn't care. You know, she thinks everyone was in on it. Everyone is in on it, um, yeah. And that's all that matters to her. She's going to fucking fling shit at him. <laughs> yeah. She's so, going to pass on the power of the tattoo. The power of the rage. She does, in this version, summon the stones from space, but during this scene here... Where uh, they start falling. It's pretty cool. Like, fucking stones are just crashing through the yeah. goddamn house. Trashing the house. I, I like that scene. And Sue is there uh, trying to help Carrie to get her out of the house. And Carrie's just like, fuck this, I'm done. You know, I've yeah. And yeah. again, her mom stabbed her in this one. Her yep, mom yep, shakes yep. her out when she gets home because she's all angry. Yeah. And But in this that one, is. and it's super cheesy. And this scene did rub me the wrong way. Carrie, like, looks at Sue and, like, flexes her mind and looks at her. And she goes... It's a girl. 
didn't you know? And so Tommy had knocked Sue up. He got the Sue puss before he died. He had knocked her up. So she's pregnant with a little Tommy girl. A little Tommy girl, not Tommy boy. And Carrie sends her out of the house with her powers, like, out to the sidewalk. And then just collapses the house in on itself. And that's the end. Yeah, you know, right the on. same. it has the same cool ending where the house goes into the ground, like in the yeah, 76 totally, version. Totally. And, um, and that's no, about yeah, it. And it, it ends with a little bit of kind of the flashback stuff that happens in the book and sort of like that 2002 version yeah, where it shows yeah. uh, Sue in court in front of like the White Commission yeah, uh, kind yeah. of with her testimony about what happened yeah, that yeah, night yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Right and and she goes to the graveyard, and it's a play on also that flashback scene that ends the original version, where she goes to the the graveyard and puts flowers on Carrie's grave, and it says Carrie White rots in hell. Oh yes, and yes. instead of the arm coming out as Sue walks away, uh, some sort of power cracks the tomb all the way. Yeah, up to yeah, the top, you know, really, so, uh, yes. <laughs> So that's it, guys. Thanks yeah, for joining us. Um, that was a lot of Carrie talk right there. Yeah. Hell yeah. We just went through all those versions. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Now, time for the plugs that we do on every episode. So, yeah, we just we got to say, plug it up. Plug, plug it, it up. up. Plug it up. Plug it in. Plug it in. Plug it up. We got, as always, check out the Sean Winters podcast. Uh, check out Punky's Mixtape. I've done a, just a, did the, the, uh, my favorite top 10 Stephen King movies. That was a fun That's video. A and he also does the uh, Sean, Uncle Sean videos on there featuring Sean from the Sean Winters podcast. Follow me wherever you're listening to this. Spotify, iTunes, Google, wherever you're listening. Click the follow button. Click the notifications. You'll, uh, you'll get a notification whenever I put out new episodes. So do that. Check out the playlist on Spotify called the Devolution Podcast Tunes Playlist. It features a whole shitload of bands that i featured on the playlist uh, on the podcast so far whole bunch of styles and genres and good shit and uh listen to the past episodes listen to the future episodes man and of course as usual i want to thank our listener of the week uh this week we have a lovely gentleman named rick as a listener of the week yeah yeah and uh i also want to say hi to ireland because I've noticed in the past few weeks we've gotten some some listeners in really? Ireland over here. What so, are you doing over there? I don't know, guys. Whatever you're doing over there, cheers and cheers, thanks for listening. Man. And if you're new listeners over in Ireland, fucking hit us up. Let us know I what's up. Potatoes really that good there? I don't know, man. Potatoes over here are pretty good. I know. I'm I'm, I'm big into them. Like you guys got better potatoes over there. That's what I'm saying. Holy shit! If you do, cheers to you. Cheers if to you. If you don't, cheers to you the same. Cheers to everyone, man. Good potatoes. Good potatoes. I'm I'm down for the good potatoes. Aye aye. So. Cheers, Ireland. Thank you for listening. And also, Mike, you're up for the last song of the episode, oh, bro. What do we me. got? What do we um, got, man? Take us out. A little shameless self-promotion here. Um, oh, there's no shame in the game. No, I'm Can't shameless. Be. I'll show you my uh, asshole right now. Yep. Um, yeah, on the audio. You, yeah, look at the mirror and wink. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, so this is um, a band that I'm involved in with some good old Rhode Island boys. Uh, the name of the band is Ancient Torment. Uh, we are on Eternal Death Records, based out of Connecticut, and this song is from our first release, um, the Satan's Legacy Come Flesh. The name of the song is Even Estrus. It's uh, you know, about getting horny. Oh shit, and, horny uh, times. And uh, and fucking that bitch Eve there, you uh -oh. know, and you know, being proud about it, you know, like 
you know, slapping her on the ass saying, good girl, good game. Good girl, good game. Um, so that's what we got here. Um, you can go to our band camp and, uh, you know, buy a cassette tape if that's your gig. Yeah, yeah, buy a tape. Hell and, yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully once this uh, whole pandemic's over, we can, you know, play shows again. Um, yeah, man. We're in the process wait. of, you know, writing new music. Um, and uh, we will have a full length um, underway sooner or later. Um, Songwriting is actually very well underway. Nice. Just, uh, you know, we want to play it for you and uh, have you hate us in person. Hell yeah, dude. We'll get a slow death of Gaia Agent Torment show together. Lock okay. up your girls. Lock up. Yeah, you better. <laughs> you fucking better. All right, yeah. we're out of here. All right, guys. I'm hopefully, going to sleep. Yeah, we're all going to sleep around here. We're beat. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, Clarissa and I will be back next week. If she's still not feeling good, then we might have to push the episode back a week. But you know how it goes. Push Whatever. it back. Push, push it, it back. back. Push it. Plug it up. Push it back. You know what I mean? But we'll try to be back next week. And uh, if not, I got something up my sleeve if we have to take a week off. I got an episode. Is I it can an arm? Uh, I have an arm up my sleeve. Yes. Actually. Uh. Yes. But so even if Clarissa and I have to take a week off next week, we still will have an episode. So fucking up your bum with a rubber piece of gum. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for you? All right, guys. Good. We're out of here. Check out this Ancient Torment track. Head over to their band camp and drop some uh, money on some merch and some mm. tapes and... Just give them a tip. You know what? Yep. Just All a right. tip. Give them marriage advice. Oh, yeah. Yep. Bye. <laughs>